Hey everyone, and welcome back to Navigating Netflix Originals. As always, I'm Madison, and I am joined by... Jamie. <laughs> and today we are going to be discussing the next three episodes of Grace and Frankie, which are The Invitation, The Elevator, and The Secrets. Mm, things get <laughs> spicy in these episodes. Super spicy. <laughs> So let's start with uh, episode nine, The Invitation. Yes. Um, so as the name implies, we have already these very fancy invitations going oh, out uh, to God. Robert and Saul's wedding. <laughs> like, like, make me want to puke fancy. Yeah, extremely. Oh. I like As Grace points out, <laughs> yeah. the font is just so overkill on these invitations. Huh? You can, like, I can hardly even read what's the what the words are it's so like flourishy and scripty i know and frankie's like if you look at it just right you can see a lion in there (laughs) and i like when they're like um how do you decide whose name went on top (laughs) how do you decide it like uh grace is just like let's not (laughs) (laughs) let's let's not think about how they decided who goes on top (laughs) and of course uh of course, you know, Frankie would just accidentally toss the invitation in a pile to like I, that she's painted on or collaged I, I, on. I feel like those invitations should have arrived on the same day and they show like Grace going through the mail at the beginning of the episode. Right. So why wasn't Frankie's with that clump, you know? That is strange. At that point. So like how did hers get out to her studio and onto that table to begin with there's a little bit of a plot hole there i feel <laughs> i think so too unless like somehow they sent them out on different days or something which would be i weird. guess but i don't know i mean i guess the most likely explanation was that like frankie's got there before grace's and she didn't pay any attention to it she had just thrown it on the <laughs> table and then when grace gets hers she like realizes what it is and doesn't think she ever got one right which is the, the catalyst for the the episode of Frankie thinking that she was not invited to Robert and Saul's wedding. Right, which then just causes problems between Saul and Robert when Saul accuses him of not sending it out. Yes. <laughs> uh, and like Saul's are, or um, Robert's already like all frazzled at that point because of um, finding out that Grace is dating his old friend Guy, which that whole scene was pretty funny. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Uh. Which, I mean, I, I can understand her wanting to shove Guy in Robert's face to be oh, like, yes, I, I am moving on and, and blah, blah, blah. Even if right. it is with Robert's oldest friend or whatever. Right. Uh, and I feel like that almost is like an added bonus for Grace. Oh, like, for just sure. Pokes, you know, pokes Robert a little bit harder. But the issue is that Guy is so oblivious to like how Grace is actually feeling at any given moment that like he, he legitimately thinks that she is okay with you know, hanging out with Robert and stuff. Yeah, but, and but to be fair, she pretends pretty well when she she's does, around yeah. him. You know, she and, and that not just about being okay with Robert, but just you know being okay about golfing and eating hoagies and <laughs> swimming and <laughs> clams yes. and eating clams and yeah. doing all of these things. As as Frankie says, she's trying to fold herself into uncomfortable shapes for guy <laughs> right and i love I, I love that frankie is really trying to get grace to to be real with herself you know yeah. just like what's what's real grace who are you <laughs> yeah and yeah to not fold herself into those boxes and like you know she spent the last 
like 30 years of her life trying to be like the perfect fit for Robert basically where now's the time for her to be able to decide who she really is and and be honest with people and and things like that and I did the whole thing the whole business with the with those fitted sheets which are always off I always throw them in a clump Frankie style but I do love that when they're trying to fold it um Frankie's just like anyone who can do this is a powerful witch (laughs) <laughs> Grace is like I can do it I rest, I rest my, my case <laughs> but it's true those little uh, things Ugh. those fitted sheets like I I only have one set of sheets for my bed currently and I just wash them every week and put them back on Yeah. and when I had multiple sets yeah like I would just wad them up into a ball and like <laughs> uh, they're so stupid yeah. like I mean they're practical in the, that they cover your mattress but like trying to fold them just awful. impossible. <laughs> I love that she like finally gets it folded at the end. <laughs> it took me 45 minutes to do it. And then she like unfluffs it and throws it around. Never again. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> she but, will never fold herself into an uncomfortable shape for anybody. Right. And it's kind of showing that, you know, if you know, for a while, for, uh, Grace is trying to get Frankie to also fit into her little desired shapes like you know we're gonna live together so you should be able to like keep things tidy and do the dishes and all the time and all this stuff well which which makes sense normal expectations (laughs) no i know (laughs) i agree but it does it 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 is funny to see that um frankie shows us that she can do all of those things like if she wanted to be a nice fitted sheet folder she could but she's like nope (laughs) i am going to be my own person but That's I can do true. it. <laughs> Look at the symbolism you found in that sheet. Look at that sheet. Whoa. But um, yeah, we we also have poor Jacob, who is like uh, trying to have like start this relationship with Frankie, but her connection to Saul is just yeah ruining that. Well, and it's like Frankie's she's not ready yet. No. To be dating anybody, you know, and I, you know, Jacob want, kind of wants to to start start their relationship but she's just not there yet and as as this episode shows where she stands him up for not one but two lunch dates (laughs) but he's he's very understanding you know and says once you once you've sorted through all of this you let me know you know right no that's just bad news like i don't know i did appreciate when she remembered the second time she's like oh shit and like runs to it (laughs) Run there, like how far away was this? <laughs> She's seventy years old. She probably shouldn't be running several miles. <laughs> right. But um, let's discuss the most disturbing part of the episode, which is what's that? the quantity of lube oh. Frankie is making at the beginning. Like, how much sex is Grace having that she needs an entire vat of lube? Oh my god. I think I think Frankie is just used to making it in bulk, you know. But like this as as we find out later, this lube doesn't have that long of a shelf life. Oh, <laughs> like it's yeah. only, you know, a good for a couple of weeks. So That's true. the two of them are going through that much lube in a few weeks. <laughs> well, you know, Grace is an oh, older yeah. woman. She's uh, having some fun times with with guy with the guy guy. With the guy guy. <laughs> but um and, and I mean I'm sure Frankie is using a decent amount of it for herself, oh, whether I'm, it's I'm sure. for personal lubricating or for toast yep (laughs) because you can eat it 
It is, I, I, it is fresh, farm to okay. vagina. Yeah, I'm talking farmed vagina. <laughs> <laughs> and, <clears throat> Which uh, is um, what Grace says to Brianna about it. Yep, and then uh, Brianna, even though she's scandalized at the moment, of course, <laughs> uses that in her business meeting to, uh, to, to show that she too can create inventive ideas. Right. Uh, I don't think that was her original plan at that meeting. Oh, no. It was just like she was desperate to show them. Oh, absolutely. That her mother's not the only one with good ideas. She could come up with ideas too, but you know, obviously, her mother came up with <laughs> that idea. <laughs> right, but they don't know that. You know, they don't know that. But it does give Brianna the opportunity to send all of her employees home to, you know, have sex <laughs> as part of their job. <laughs> yep. As part of the informal focus group, that is. Right. <laughs> and that, uh, of course, she too partakes in this uh, informal group. Yes. And we have the introduction of Barry. Barry! The accountant Barry, who I've always quite liked. Yes, I like Barry uh, He's a, a very sweet guy. Is. And he got to try out some of that yam with Brianna. <laughs> yes, and he, he looked did. pretty happy about it the next day he when sure we did. see him come into her office. He's all, <laughs> all smiling. <laughs> yep. I like, appreciate that everyone enjoyed the lube, even the woman who like was somewhat <laughs> allergic, allergic to it. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, uh, if your vagina starts swelling up, maybe you should stop. It doesn't matter how much he's enjoying that. Right. <laughs> Uh, it's swollen. Take, take some Benadryl. Go to the emergency room. I don't know. Yeah. That's <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Maybe she got more concerned when they started doing mouth things and that sort of thing. It does seem clothes. that way. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's a it's a hit and. Uh, so maybe we'll see that uh, going out into production later. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But um, we do, and we have um, Robert and Guy and Grace attempting to spend time together. Oh, that's the worst. And, and Guy is just like completely oblivious to any sense of awkwardness going on between Grace and Robert. But like, and and Robert's like, I don't know. You you said you were fine, so are you Ugh. fine or are you not fine? And I'm like, Robert, you've lived with Grace for forty years, and I know you weren't always really, you know understanding of her but you should know her well enough to know when she says she's fine right she's not fine oh, <laughs> like, I, I have no there's no way that robert thought she was fine i'm pretty sure he was just doing it he's like oh she's gonna try to get at me by like being with my my good friend so i'm gonna ask him to facilitate or officiate the wedding oh really that's what that's how you interpreted that oh yeah i did see i just thought that he was really that oblivious <laughs> oh no no, I think no, I think Robert like knew what he was doing completely. Mm. <laughs> because Robert I, I feel like Guy is yes, he says like he's officiated weddings all over the world, but I really don't see Guy as like Robert's type of efficient. Do you know what I mean? Like no, the poem he... and stuff like that that everyone's just like what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um I could he's Saul's type of officiate. True, like true. that would be somebody who Saul would love and I think that's what guy says um you know Saul wanted a multicultural <laughs> wedding or whatever you know like so this Yeah, it's true. would work well for that aspect of it. But um true, Yeah, true. I, I can see it from that angle that maybe Robert knew what Grace was doing and just kind of wanted to get back at her a little bit too. Yeah. Of course, at the end, he, uh, she decides to tell uh, Robert exactly how she feels about it. And, yes. uh, 
which is nice. And they have like a little moment where she wonders if, if they'd been honest with each other the whole time, had things been different. And, right. you know, Robert, I think truthfully is like, we would have ended up the same, but getting there could have been different, which. Right. Could have been easier. Yeah. Which is true. But... Probably true. I do. And we also find out that Frankie was, of course, invited to the wedding. Yes. But she had, you know, just misplaced her invitation. But ugh, I can't remember when she says this. When does she say the phrase that translates to, I fuck your village? <laughs> I can't remember. Like, it, it's, it's in Italian, I think. Yeah. And she's like, this always hits the spot when my grandmother used to say. And then she says this phrase. Yeah, Grace is like, wow, that Grace sounds like, lovely. Oh, yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> Grace is like, I fuck your village. <laughs> I don't know why, but that always used to hit the spot. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But um, ultimately, Frankie decides after she does receive her invitation that she does not want to go to Saul, Saul's wedding. Yeah, because she thinks that it'd just be too hard and too painful to see him marry somebody else, which I can understand. I, you know, totally. that would be incredibly difficult to watch. Yeah, no, and <clears throat> we'll see how that plays out. But we will. but I think that's that's a totally legitimate decision. And yeah, yep. I think that's that's pretty much everything that happens. It's pretty in much the invitation. the invitation. Yep. Towards the end, with the realization that Frankie doesn't really want to go to the wedding Saul also realizes that he can't keep deciding between who he's feeling most like troubled or worried about whether yeah. it be Frankie or Robert and that leads to the decision that they really need to move forward with their divorce yeah which, yeah that's true yeah which then slides us right into the elevator, the elevator which is another interestingly laid out <laughs> episode i'm not sure how to word that properly yeah it's another it's sort of like the fall but um, the opposite except direction. for instead of a flash into the future the elevator has a flash into the past yeah <laughs> most of the episode is you know they've gotten they've just signed their divorce papers so it's it's grace and frankie and robert and saul and they have bud there who is a lawyer, I'm assuming, who was just like helping out with things somehow yeah. to helping to handle the situation, moral support, all that jazz. And they get into an elevator to leave after everything's been signed and the elevator gets stuck. Yep. Trapped. They're trapped. <laughs> <laughs> and Grace freaks out because she's claustrophobic, which is pretty funny actually to watch. <laughs> it is very funny. But um and then, but then uh... Bud yeah, starts they're... having a panic attack as well. Right. And we're not sure why until the very end. Everybody starts, which it's like a weird thing for him to like suddenly be thinking about. But um, yeah, we have a flashback to five years previous um, on Labor Day weekend and a party that had taken place at the beach house, which was the first time that Robert and Saul had been planning to tell Grace and Frankie that they were that they were gay. Right which nobody finds out about in this, you know, at that time because the kids wow. all show up and they decide not to not to discuss it. But which is kind of strange to like I understand you know they were had already been planned to have to have the four of them together that day, but they knew it was Labor Day weekend. So they were going right. to they were going to tell their wives right before when all the kids were already supposed to be coming for Labor yeah, Day. Yeah, I don't understand how they did, weren't aware that any of the kids were coming. Like, it made it seem like 
like Robert and um, Saul thought that the kids weren't coming that weekend. Which would be odd, you know? Right. I mean, like, Robert was under the impression that they were going to the other grandparents' house, which Uh, they were to drop off the one kid, but I guess he thought they were all staying there. But then there's still um, Saul and, you know, Frankie's children. Like, they're going to come, you know? So it was just kind of a weird situation where they weren't aware that they weren't going to have the house to themselves that weekend. Right. (laughs) And I do, it's kind of funny that their immediate reaction when everyone comes is like, okay, well, we can't tell anyone. So let's go to a calendar and pick out (laughs) what month is best. And of course, no month is best because deep down it's, they know that it's going to be like an extremely (laughs) hurtful thing to finally admit to everyone. Good time to do that. And then propose but. a trip to Alaska in January. <laughs> yeah, it was it was kind of weird that they just kind of went got up and ran to a calendar. It was like, <laughs> all right, let's just find another time to do this right now in the middle of the party. Like right. you could you could just discuss that tomorrow, you know. <laughs> like, right. And it's it's fun to see Grace like trying to man this very tight tight ship and she's like okay you do this. If I miss this what if we serve end up serving dinner at 7:10? then we have failed or whatever. And the, the funny part there too is um, Grace asks, or Frankie asks Grace where she'll be at 0400, which is four o'clock in the morning. Like oh, 0400 yeah. by military time is four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> so she should have really said at 1600 hours if she wanted to be asking where she'd be at four o'clock in the afternoon. That's true. She <laughs> should have. I feel like that was, uh, that was well, weird. You know, Frankie's a very much like a pacifist, so maybe she's just not up with how military time works. I guess that's the twenty-four hour clock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I did like when Grace says, "Where's uh, guys? Where's the coffee? Communist cake is served." Yeah, that's that's the only quote I wrote down from this entire <laughs> oh, no, episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I liked it. <laughs> I um, stole that quote. No, it's all good. Communist cake. Communist cake is served with grapes. <laughs> Who puts grapes on a cake? Like that's. I don't so... know. I guess it would be refreshing, but I don't. I don't know. And you could have done like blueberries and strawberries. <laughs> that's true. And like honeydew for the green. You know, like why just different colored grapes? I don't know, <laughs> I don't know either. It was a weird thing. Yeah, <clears throat> but uh, you know. With Grace trying to control everything in here too, we she ends up learning that she's basically constantly taking too much on, perhaps, and that ends up getting her in a little bit of trouble because she's yeah. trying to order everyone around, and then you know because everyone has their own things going on, it ends up not working out. So she's she ends up having to do everything, including talking on the phone for to try to get her money back or get things replaced, and then also making her marmalade or whatever and. Yeah, she's marinating the chicken, I think. Yep, marinating the chicken. No <laughs> one wants to cut her carrots for her. <laughs> Brianna does. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> but um, yeah, we you know Grace is still working at the time that this episode is taking place, and we see that that was definitely when she was working. It was a very much a priority in her life. To didn't matter that it was a holiday weekend. She would take a work call if she had to. You know that was yeah. kind of was her work yeah. but um we do we have um the development then that brianna would actually be a pretty good candidate to take over say grace she's able to get grace's money back plus 20 percent for the the squirt top bottles that don't squirt <laughs> yep 
<laughs> and you know she she seems to have kind of a knack for for working in that line of business which is good and uh, you know it seems it does show us that she kind of fits that role quite well but right. it, the thing that annoys me about Brianna is like <laughs> she's the and, shirt she's wearing uh, well that too but <laughs> but also just the fact that she's the type of person who like thinks it's acceptable to call her boss what does she call him a fucking idiot um, or something um stupider than as fuck or stupid as fuck or stupider than fuck or something <laughs> something like that something but she's about like stupid as fuck. yeah and that she i don't know that you would be sending that through company emails and stuff and accidentally send it to your boss i don't know it's kind of like I, I think it's okay to have those thoughts, but like, you shouldn't be expressing those to the person in the workplace. Oh no! Ever. Absolutely not. You know, and it's clear that this is something that's been problematic for her because it seems like she her mouth has cost her her job a number of times, right. which isn't surprising given her personality. But right, but which is why I think she says, you know, she needs to figure out how to become the boss because then she would have <laughs> this issue of mouthing off to the boss if she is the boss. Right. And then ending ending up handling the situation with the stoppers and getting 20% back or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it just ends up being the, the thing she needed to be to convince her mother that she could take over the business. Yeah, at that and um, like the whole issue with Mal, or not issue, but the whole development with Mallory's storyline too. Like Mallory ends up having the baby there Mm -hmm. at the beach house, which is so unrealistic. (laughs) Like anyone (laughs) would deliver a baby in that fashion ever would be incredibly unlikely. But like Grace (laughs) has this realization, like what if I'd been talking on the phone about squirt tops while my grandchild was being born, you know, and she makes the decision that she's going to retire. Which, Which leads to the saddest part when like she's sitting there with Robert at the end of the night and she's like, you know, she announces that she's going to retire that year. And then she says, this will be a perfect time for us to get closer and we can, you know, work on us and reconnect. And I'm like, no, (laughs) it's so sad. Yeah. And you can just see like Robert's face too. He's like, looks like, like he says, his heart just broke for her, you know? Yeah. Which, which is understandable. And it, yes, it could have saved them five years or whatever, but in that moment it, you know, he had nothing but good intentions to, to try to keep her, happy and, right, and to not yeah. break her heart which which is tough a tough decision yeah, it is i agree i had to be it was just a difficult decision all around yeah it was funny going back to the to the extremely quick birth when um <laughs> yeah. they're just kind of like walking and she's you know i guess in the appropriate position of squatting somewhat which is better than laying on a table and uh sudden, suddenly the baby's like in her pant like <laughs> Like, she goes from sitting on a couch or a chair to her water breaking, and then all of a sudden she's, like, stood up for 10 seconds, and she's delivered a baby into her pant leg. <laughs> but seeing uh, the baby, like, in the pant leg is the funniest thing. <laughs> and her husband's just, like, fishing it out. Like, oh, here it is. OBGYN, like he should not have been as panicky about the situation as he was like this is what you do yeah. every day you well i guess maybe he was still sort of strung out from the the drugs or whatever oh yeah oh speaking of that we find out in this episode that mitch and coyote had a really good relationship before yeah. you know coyote's breakdown like they seemed like really good friends they were smoking pot together putting together a kid's toy house you know like 
they they seem to go along really well. And also, like, Mitch and Mallory's relationship seemed much more healthy back then, you know? Mitch seemed like he was very attentive to her and actually cared about her. Yeah, that was, I mean, I guess that's probably after the break, the, like, uh, Coyote's flip out, that's probably when he realized that there's something more between them than that he was even realizing at the moment. Yeah, that's probably true, which we also... Get, I think we get as much of an insight into Mallory and Coyote's past in this episode as we like more than at any other point in the series. Oh, yeah, I think because so. Because we, we learn that most likely about nine years before this episode occurred, Mallory and Coyote had had like a summer love affair during which she got pregnant and had an abortion. Yeah. And looking Which, and looking back at that, I I think that's the reason why Coyote ended up getting into drugs so much because I think that yeah. he was really more torn up about it than he perhaps even realized at the point. Yeah, yeah, I can see that being you know definitely a, a catalyst, especially if you have like a predisposition to addiction, like something like yeah. that happening. Because he clearly never got over her, you know. Right. If all those years later he's on her doorstep screaming that you know she shouldn't marry Mitch, kind of thing um yeah yeah and like that was that definitely was probably one of the biggest factors causes of his of his drug addiction which i wanted to mention in the last episode but i also didn't want to give all of this away yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i did have one good quote okay left from from mallory when she's in the pool and like frankie's all doting over her um trying to like rub her belly and make her super healthy smoothies like, <laughs> your body's you know doing the you know dance it's done since the beginning of time and mallory's just like no it's preparing to pass a biscuit through my vagina <laughs> <laughs> yep a brisket did i say biscuit I you did br- brisket <laughs> brisket's fine brisket brisket same difference <laughs> yeah but it, it, that is a deserved note too that here we have uh, Frankie, who is really doting over over uh, Mallory and what she considers the miracle of of childbirth and pregnancy and stuff, and we find out that like the reason that she that uh, both Coyote and uh, Bud are adopted is because uh, Frankie and Saul couldn't have kids of their own, right? And so that's that led them to adoption. But and that's... we do we have um kind of like a a rough patch like rougher than the rest of the episode in between grace and frankie mm-hmm. when grace says that frankie wouldn't understand what it was like because she had never been through like being pregnant so she kind of like accuses her kind of being a bad mother is the way grace or the way frankie and kind of interprets that but um, or just not even a mother at all you know yeah kind of like you wouldn't understand you're not a mom basically right um but at the end of the episode grace does apologize you know there's like a moment of nicety between them when grace says you know for me the first time that you know i felt like a mother was the first time that i held my baby you yeah. know not while i was actually pregnant and you know frankie's like yeah me too <laughs> yeah no it's that, sweet that was sweet it was and you know that really the whole situation when uh the fact that she said those things without even realizing how hurtful it could be, you know, leads them also to a sort of arg- the argument um, in which uh, I think Grace kind of realizes how much how much time she's spending on work things and not focusing on her family as well. So it was like a culmination of things, really, then that all led to her deciding that maybe it's time for retirement and yeah. just to focus on her family and stuff. 
but yeah and uh the the other important thing that happens in this episode is that bud sees robert and saul kissing yes he does and he sees it when he's like half asleep and And after a couple beers after a few beers (laughs) so he doesn't say anything about it you know the next morning he just kind of pretends that it didn't happen but you know he also he's been feeling guilty which is kind of like why he has that panic attack in the elevator to begin with because he's been feeling like he could have saved everybody five years if he had just said something about it but nobody blames him yeah yeah it's it's very sweet at the end when they're all like grace and frankie and bud are hugging and then Saul tries to go in and grace is just like too many people too many people <laughs> yeah <laughs> like oh it's so sweet but the thing that we didn't mention which i think is crucial given your name is the fact that <laughs> grace and brianna hate the name madison <laughs> They're like, that's the name you're that's giving the it? Name. Excuse me? That name is gold. <laughs> that name is gold. Though not as good as Stargazer Vera, which was a suggestion. <laughs> All good suggestions. Ursula? <laughs> Frankie. <laughs> uh-huh. <clears throat> but yeah. Yeah. That, that's pretty much everything that happens in the elevator. Yep. And those secrets are out. But the secrets that aren't out yet are the ones exposed in season one, episode 11. The secrets. (laughs) Holy mother of Jesus in a tank. Christ in a cab. (laughs) Excellent Frankie quotes. Yes. So I have to say that like this whole thing that's introduced here with Guy being around all the time is has got to be really annoying because like they've not really... First of all, they haven't. They don't seem like they've even. I. Uh, what I want to say, not identified, but um, had the talk. Yeah, had the talk. Put a label on their relationship, and yet guys, they're all day, every day. Right. It is just like in eating all of Frankie's food, all of her cheese, <laughs> all nine hundred dollars in cheese, <laughs> apparently, which is absurd. <laughs> um, I feel like Frankie may have overestimated. I that. think so. <laughs> buying really expensive cheese yes i did like her suggestion that she's like you need to put some taps on your feet so i can hear you coming <laughs> or a bell <laughs> or a bell which we see would have been very useful at the end of the episode but one of the important things that we learn in this episode um that's not important in this episode but comes up later is that guy ambient eats and shops so he <laughs> takes ambient to go to sleep at night and then he gets up and eats a lot of food in the refrigerator and doesn't remember it the next day. Which would be like, <laughs> could you even imagine having like some sort of sleepwalking where you're just eating at night? That would be it's insane. So weird. I would have to like lock myself out of the cupboards. Oh, seriously. So I didn't gain 500 pounds. Well, it's like if I'm, if I'm, you know, conscious and still like bored, I find myself eating. So I'm like, right. I couldn't even imagine doing it while sleeping as well. It's, it's the whole, the whole concept of like anybody sleep, like, just sleepwalking oh, is I know. weird, like, even if they're not eating. <laughs> it's so like, crazy. Completely strange. My my father tells a story of one time when he was younger, like, right after my parents got married, waking up in the morning, sitting in the driver's seat of a car, <laughs> like, of their car. He has no idea if he drove it around in the middle of the night oh or not. God. Like, he got up while he was sleeping and went out and got into the driver's seat of the car. The keys were there. 
She doesn't know so if he drove crazy. it around. Like, no, he has no recollection of it. He just like woke up in the morning sitting in the driver's oh, seat. Man. Of the car. <laughs> so I've never done anything like that, and I hope to to, keep <laughs> to <it>. not. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, so guy trying to be guy esque. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I I mean I it is nice that he's like, oh I'm you know, he ate one of her deviled eggs and he's like, I know what I'll do to make this up to you. I'm gonna go right. get you those tiny quiches you like. Yeah. <laughs> and also that cantaloupe I accidentally ate. Right. <laughs> uh, which apparently it takes them a long time to go get the those things. Yeah. And and Frankie does um kind of like confront Grace about like the speed at which Grace yeah. and guy's relationship is going at, to which grace says at my age you only have one speed breakneck of course we don't call it that because it is a very real fear <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i love that and we also see byron again in this episode oh. who oh my god is a giant creep <laughs> uh, yes. he's like so much more creepy in this episode than he was in the last one even in my opinion I don't know. He's been a creep the whole time, especially with that clown painting that Frankie is hiding behind. I know. She's like carrying it around with her. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so that's the the main, one of the main issues here is then we see. Uh, one of the main secrets, if you will. Yes. One of the main secrets is that uh, Byron, you know, walks up to Grace before he goes out on the lamb and, <laughs> and kisses her goodbye. And Frankie witnesses it. And learns that it wasn't the first time either. <laughs> She's been sexually abusing her students. <laughs> yes, I love that her concern is for the students. She's like, I, I am supposed to protect them. <laughs> He's a grown man. <laughs> <laughs> but I do love how this moves into them having sort of like a girl talk moment. And she's like, I'm going to make us tea. And then you're going to tell me everything. Yes, you know? which... Kind of shows like their relationship is progressing, you know, to the point where when when the first kiss with Byron happened, Grace and Frankie weren't close where, you know, Grace would have confided in Frankie about this. But now they're kind of there, you know, like where they can have this this girl talk. But um, (laughs) it was probably a mistake that Grace tells Frankie anything ever (laughs) because she immediately gets on the phone and tells Saul. Which is like, Frankie, could you not, like, could you just... Could you wait a whole day at least? Like, come on. (laughs) But of course, the reason is not only because she confides in Saul and and he's like a sister to her, as she says, but also because she wants to show them that, like, you know, things are happening in our household as well. Exactly. Which is like... What sparks that exactly? Um, it's because they're having like um, the, the appetizers and stuff. Yeah, like uh, they're just very busy preparing for their wedding. They've got people over who are cooking for them. He can't talk very long, and it's like it's this weird desire of Frankie's to like constantly be showing Saul that she is as busy or you know yeah. doing as much important things as he is. And I don't. And it's this isn't like the first episode where you see that like yeah. you know she's like always wanting to be like well we've got important stuff going on here too we're busy too you know hmm. it's it's weird <laughs> it is weird i mean i guess she just wants him to think that she's not doting over the fact that they broke up and in that she is moving on even though yeah. we know that she is not moving on right you know? yeah at least not we at know. a pace that we would hope her to be right she's already messed up two dates with jacob <laughs> yeah and it's not really made much of a 
She hasn't really moved on at all, really. She's yeah. still holding out that hope. And of course, uh, Grace, uh, or Fr- Frankie telling Saul, Saul tells Robert, and that kind of leads to the other sort of secret we find out <laughs> because Robert's very sort of like, what's the big deal? She should have fun. They didn't, you know, they never defined their relationship. Who, you know, she could do whatever she wants. Right. And Saul's so like, wait, it's okay for people to kiss while they're seeing each other? Right. Which, I mean, come on, Saul. Like, they, <clears throat> he was also married when he was right. kissing Robert. Like- <laughs> a huge hypocrite right there. And, you know, so we find out that Robert had, like, a one-night stand with some other guy during a time when he and Saul were broken up, you know? like <laughs> They were on a break. They were on a break. <laughs> one A break that both sides were aware of. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that whole thing, like, ugh, I mean, I can understand. I mean, it is kind of strange that it never came up at some point, I guess. But that but... is not the time or the place to be discussing it. Saul should have no. just dropped it until the caterers left. But ugh, sometimes Saul's personality just makes me want to slap him. Oh, like, I know. You're not acting like a real human right now. Just <laughs> stop. <laughs> yeah. No, it's he's he's very much the type that like if something's in his on his mind, he can't drop it until it's spoken about, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, of course, the big deal here then is that not only did Robert sleep with someone else, but it was actually Jeff, who is one of the caterers, who <laughs> is there in their right house now. at the time, right? <laughs> Which I have to say, all of those little hors d'oeuvres they were making did look pretty tasty oh my god i wanted wanted to eat all of them i was like oh i'm only like a partial fan of like uh what are they called mussels but even those looked pretty i know everything they made looked fantastic oh man but But, um and we find out then at the end that like saul's real concern not isn't so much that you know Robert had slept with someone else. It's that he feels like he needs to shed the conventions of a heterosexual lifestyle in order to fit in with the gay community. Yeah. And you know, to him, like monogamy is is very important. You know, he doesn't want the experience of sleeping around with a lot of guys, um, which is kind of like a stereotype that you know they play heavily with right. um, on in this episode. And he want that for him and he's concerned that maybe robert does which i you know of course robert in the at the end of this episode says that all he wants is to be with saul and he would wait Mm -hmm. another 20 years and and blah blah but like we do see other points later on where you know being gay for saul and robert is a very different thing like like uh you know as saul says like he's gay because he loves robert whereas like robert uh Kind of like, yeah, he, I feel like he, he wants does to embrace more of, you know, the, the stereotypical lifestyle. Right. Yeah. So I think Robert, you know, he would be totally happy having a sort of non monogamous <laughs> sort of relationship and in doing, yeah. doing things, but yeah, but yeah, I agree. But, um, and then we do, um, also kind of jumping back to Grace and Frankie's storyline, we, um, Guy finds out that Grace kissed Byron. So, you know, there's that, you know, Guy realizes that Grace kind of cheated on him by kissing Byron, but um, he gets, so he kind of gets upset. He leaves. And when he comes back, 
like he tells Grace that the reason he got upset wasn't because he was jealous. You know, he understands they had never really defined their relationship, yeah. but also that he feels he's starting to fall in love with her. And then her reaction and her face is clear that she is not sure she's on the same page. Right. They're they're not there yet. She's not there yet. Yeah. Um and like she she said at the beginning to to Frankie even that, you know, this might have started off as a rebound, but so what? You know, does that mean it can't go anywhere? So I feel like it it's still sort of that for her, you know? Yeah. It's still sort of a rebound, but she's starting to see a little bit of potential with it. But it, she's definitely not to the point where she's falling in love with Guy yet. <laughs> I did I did like when uh, they were talking about, the, and Frankie and Grace were having that conversation originally, and they were like, you don't even really know Guy. And she's like, well, he ate his friend. We, we know we know pretty a lot about the dark side of Guy. <laughs> we do know a fair bit about the darker side of Guy. How much worse can he get? <laughs> um, which is true. <laughs> which, yeah, that is true. That's pretty dark. Oh. And I, I like the way that the episode kind of closes, too, with Frankie saying, you know, she's so sorry that she told Saul about Byron and to make it up to, to Grace, she's going to give her a sex tape that she made oh with God. Saul. And so that's something Grace wants. <laughs> well, it's funny because Grace at first was sort of like, you know, repulsed by it. And then as Frankie describes it more like, oh, it was a crazy night. We were still in gladiator <laughs> costumes. She's like, where's a VCR? I need right? a VCR. <laughs> we need to watch this. And like, Grace wants to know like how this say yes or how this um, sex tape came into being. So Frankie explains that it was a say yes night where you go out and you say yes to everything except for one thing, which I won't do. <laughs> what do you think that is? What is the one thing that Frankie won't do? I don't know. Cause she seems like quite open about, I about know. most things. That's well, what I mean. Like what, what is the one thing that Frankie, I, I, I don't know, you know, like, yeah. Cause I do feel you have like any thoughts. No, I feel like a lot of times when people are like, oh, there's one thing I won't do. I say no to that. It's usually something, you know, banal, like anal sex or something. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't I don't think that she would be averse to that. So no, not not. That's not what I'm thinking. It's not like something sexual or maybe maybe it's like. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe she... it's, it's not, you know, eating meat. Yeah. She, she would do that. Yeah. I mean, she seems to have done a lot of things like didn't she even say one point that she like used a strap on with Saul or something I feel like that yeah, was yeah <laughs> Saul asked her to do it and I feel like she probably did yeah um, unless that was the thing she said no to I don't know maybe I don't know I feel like it's not though I don't feel like it's she would be you know and maybe it's like some sort of like she wouldn't do heroin or something like that maybe um I don't know though weird <laughs> I want to know. I want yeah. to know what it is because I never say. <laughs> but we never we never find out what the one thing uh, Frankie won't do is. Nope. But um the only real... other thing that happens in this episode that we didn't talk about yet <clears throat> is uh Brianna is going on a date with Barry. A real date with Barry. Aww, so they're still seeing each other to this point. I think this is like their first real date because at the end he's like, oh, does that mean that there's going to yeah. be another date? Which is usually something you only say on a first date. Right. If you'd gone out 10 times, he wouldn't have been surprised that <laughs> they were going to see each other again. True. So uh, post-lube testing uh, moment. This is their first right. date. And I, of course, 
Bud and Coyote would be there. I think that's hilarious. And I love that they're like quizzing him, trying to find out what the issue is. Right. Uh, And it turns out that he's the only real issue so far is that he's working for working for her. Well, and I feel like he handles that pretty gracefully. He really schools Bud and Coyote and puts them in their place. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, all right, tall pants, McGrammar glasses. Right. (laughs) What is the last thing he calls them? Like potential lawsuit? Yes, an inevitable (laughs) lawsuit, Barry. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So, uh, so that's happening. Yep. And that's about it. That that kind of brings to a close our our three episodes for today's discussion. And uh, that leaves then for this season only two episodes, episodes eleven and uh, oops, twelve and thirteen. Yep. Which are The Bachelor Party and The Vows. Yep. And we, we will be discussing both of those during our next episode of Navigating Netflix Originals. In the meantime, feel free to hit us up on Twitter at NNO Podcast. Or send us an email at navigatingnetflixoriginals at gmail.com. We would love to hear your thoughts, questions, general musings about the show or yeah. any other netflix originals that you might like us to discuss in the future yes and do let us know what you think is the one thing that frankie is averse to please do <laughs> and right. on that note have a good day everybody goodbye bye